Ladies and gentlemen, I've held back a lot. As much as I go off, I've held back a lot over the years. Not anymore. I'm not holding back. I'm sick and tired of that nonsense. I'm about to undress a few folks. Not by name. But I'm about to undress a few folks with that mode of thinking. Here I come. Buckle up. And I want to warn y'all. These words are not the words of ESPN. They're mine. What's up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, April 11th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski, and this is TNT Sports Talk. Uh, like we said, Thursday, April 11th, the Masters kicks off today. Basketball regular season just wrapped up last night. We're going to go through the playoff matchups here in a second. We'll kick off the show with a little bit of NBA talk because we have had a pretty fun, crazy, petty last couple of days we want to talk about. Got a couple of football storylines to talk about. A little bit of baseball, a little bit of golf. Golf. We'll talk about the Masters. Um, that's kicking off today and over the weekend. We'll talk a lot more about that on Tuesday after it wraps up. But we will give you a little bit of a preview we should have had somebody on, like a golf expert on. Uh, I've been starting to get into golf more and more, but uh, not enough to where I can do a whole you know podcast segment about it. Uh, we should have had you know somebody come on and help us you know talk about the Masters because the Masters is the best tournament of the year in terms of golf, and um, we should have had somebody on for that to help us break it down. But that's our fault. But we will break down the winner and all of that on. Um, next show's Tuesday show where we will also break down the hockey matchups hockey playoffs kicked off last night again don't know enough I'm starting to get into it more and more Uh, I don't know enough to where I can fully break down each individual playoff matchup but we will get somebody on next week to help us talk about that possibly Bailey McRitchie we're going to give him the let him call in and we'll help help us uh break down all of the uh, hockey matchups. So let's get into basketball. Um, NBA, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, probably the two biggest names in basketball the last couple of years, the last decade uh, in the NBA. They have retired. They have finished up. They've hung up their careers. Uh, the Mavericks, obviously, they had a kind of a down season, so they weren't going to make the playoffs. The Heat had a shot to get into the playoffs, but they went 0-4 last week. Um, and they lost the last couple of games, so they've been eliminated officially, so it's official. Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki will no longer play another minute in the NBA, which sucks, but it was a crazy night on Tuesday night. Tuesday night was one of those nights that uh, you look on Twitter in the morning, on Wednesday morning, and you're just in shock by the different things that happened. We're going to go through some of the stuff that happened on Tuesday night, and we'll break down some of this stuff individually. Um, we'll start with you know Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is 39 years old, and he dropped 51 points off the bench the other night for the Suns. Jamal Crawford wasn't even going to be signed in the NBA last year. He was a late addition by the Suns, played the whole year with them, one of the game's all-time greats um, in terms of you know, his footwork and his crossover moves. He's one of the best ball handlers in the NBA history. He had a great game. You know, at 51 points, he breaks Michael Jordan's record for the oldest player to ever drop 50 points. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. Donovan Mitchell had 46 points on Tuesday night. Uh, Detroit was go- was down 22 points versus the Heat, and he came back and won Dwayne Wade's last home game. And 
Dwayne Wade had 30 points, I believe, which is even more insane. Um, uh, yeah, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki both dropped 30 points in their final home games. It was a really emotional night for both of them. Um, you know, Dirk is uh, somebody, I think, who's been underrated majority of his career. The last NBA great to really lead his team to a championship on his own. That finals run a couple years ago with the Mavericks was... I think one of the most impressive finals runs of any team in the last couple of years. You know, there was a lot of hype that season surrounding LeBron and the Heat. You know, everybody thought they were just going to waltz to the championship and just win a bunch for them. You know, that famous LeBron quote, you know, not five, not six, not seven or whatever it was. Uh, A lot of people thought LeBron was just going to stack up championships in Miami. But Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks, they really put up a huge fight, especially in Game 1, I remember. And uh, they came back and they were able to beat uh, the Heat in that game. And they really first took down the first super team. Um, and I think that is ever, that's going to be, for the next couple of years at least, the last pure championship. I mean, Dirk was obviously the leader of that team and there really wasn't that many you know star players around him. you know they had Jason Terry who hit a couple big shots in those playoffs but they didn't have much in terms of help off the bench and in the starting lineup you know you didn't have all-stars to pair with you didn't have two or three or four all-stars to pair with so this is obviously um one of the most underrated players I think in NBA history uh, I think he finished fourth or fifth on the all-time points list uh but all-time great. Sad to see him go. That shot, that uh, classic fadeaway jumper that he has, I think he's going to be on a statue in front of the Dallas Mavericks arena. Um, and he's just, you know, all-time good guy. You know, you don't hear much from him in the press. You don't. You obviously never hear anything from him in terms of uh, getting arrested or anything like that. You know, he does great work in the community. Played 19 seasons, or I think it was even more than 19 seasons, with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, I think he broke the record for longest tenured player to stay with one team, uh, which you don't see anymore. Just one of the all-time good guys in the NBA, and it sucks to see him go, um, but you know we're going to miss him. And then Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, again, one of the all-time greats in the NBA. Uh, moved around the last couple of seasons, but he is in Miami Heat for life. That's how, that's how he'll be forever known. Spent a little bit of time in Chicago, and then he had you know a cup of coffee in Cleveland. But one of the game's all-time greats, 30 points the other night. He's shown the past couple of years he can turn back the clock, but it's time for him to hang it up. I think you know I don't know if he'll ever win a championship if he kept playing. Sad to see him go. Um, we're gonna miss him a lot. Dwayne Wade, one of the best players in NBA history, and you know it sucks. It's cool to see him get 30 points the other night, and then last night, I think I forget where they played last night, but Dwayne Wade, his last official NBA game, um, he played. I forget where he played, but LeBron, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony showed up and gave him support. He actually gave Carmelo his jersey after the game. One final jersey swap for the. For uh, Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony, great game, fun. Sucks to see Dwayne Wade go. He's been a staple in the NBA for pretty much my entire, you know, childhood. You know, growing up, that's all. When you thought of NBA stars, you thought you know LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Allen Iverson, and Dwayne Wade. So, sucks to see him go. Um, and we are certainly going to miss him. But now it's cool when you know these guys retire because their highlights just get replayed over and over again. I'm not a big retirement tour guy. 
Um, if I was a player, though, I'd probably do a big retirement tour if I was a great like this. Because you get a lot of gifts and a lot of people, you know, end up, you know, giving you a bunch of love and hyping you up a lot. So I would honestly do it because you get a bunch of gifts, a lot of cool things from different arenas. So I would probably do it. Um, but again, I feel like he retired like six months ago. They just keep drawing it out like this. But Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, they have officially hung it up. Sad to see them go. But um, definitely... Definitely one of the two all-time greats in the NBA. Then we have Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson straight up quit the other night, again, on Tuesday night. Tuesday night was one of the most wild nights um, in the NBA this season. And we just, news story after news storyline of different things happening. And the Magic Johnson thing, I think, pretty much capped it off. He pretty much went up to a press conference, which wasn't known by the president, wasn't known by the GM, was not the president. The owner wasn't known by anybody, not even LeBron James. And he went up to this press conference and just said he quit. Um, he said he was done. He's going to step down. He said he had a lot more fun before he took this job in his life. And he just doesn't want that stress anymore. I think he underestimated clearly how stressful it was going to be. Especially when you take on a player like LeBron James. Which I'm sure doesn't make it easy at all to do your job no matter what your job is. I'm sure LeBron um, sort of comes in and tries to take over. I think everybody kind of you know predicts that. Um, and I just don't think Magic Johnson was prepared for that. So he just straight up quit the other night. Again, nobody expected it, which is something that I think a lot of people were surprised about. Because Magic Johnson, it seemed like he was really fully in on this job. Which is why I think is the most shocking thing about it. He seemed like he was such you know fully in on this job. And I get it, you got to act like you are. Even if you hate it, you got to act like you like it. Um, or else the media is going to run with it. But to just straight up quit like that is, is shocking from a guy like Magic Johnson. Uh, I mean, he just went up to the stage and fucking quit like it was no big deal. So it's got to be LeBron. There's no other reason behind it. I think he's um, made a lot of questionable moves the last couple of years with the Lakers. You know, he had a really good young core built. And bringing on a guy like LeBron James sort of took away from that young core and made it difficult for them to grow i mean they were close to trading away every single young piece they had to get anthony davis which on top of it, anthony davis wore a shirt the other day to the stadium uh for his last pelicans game uh pelicans home game but i believe that said that's all folks i mean that's just that's the nba that's the nba for you. it's so petty so crazy so many different things happen and we we love it, and we soak it in every single chance we get. And on top of all that, they asked Anthony Davis about the shirt, the That's All Folks shirt. Um, and he said he doesn't pick out his clothes, which, I mean, I guess if you're rich enough, you don't have to. But, I, I mean, I pick out my clothes every day. I feel like most people, you know, set out their clothes, or at least, you know, if they don't, they would at least look at what they're wearing, sort of feel like, oh yeah, that's probably not the best thing for me to wear, but so I'm not going to wear it. But Anthony Davis, I guess, you know, NBA stars, they live a different life um, for me, obviously, um, especially NBA superstars, but that really didn't make sense. I mean, who picks out your clothes? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, like I'm wearing a shirt right now, I, I mean, I picked it out. I picked out my last, my, my outfit for the last, like, 10 years. I don't think... Anybody who picks out your clothes anymore, your mom, your your assistant, 
Um, makes really no sense to me. But if that's the job, like I'll take that job. If I could get hired to pick out Anthony Davis's clothes, I mean, I, I think I'd easily sign up for that job. But yeah, so that's the NBA the last couple of nights. Um, but again, it wrapped up last night. We are going to go through some of these playoff series. The playoff series are set. The matchups are set. Let's break it down. We're not going to do predictions. We're just going to go through it and you know give a give my two cents about it. So let's start with the East, like we always start. It's going to be Bucks versus Pistons. The Pistons were able to squeak on in there. Uh, they went over four last week, so a lot of people were um, questioning if they'd actually make it, but they did end up holding it down with a win over the Heat. Uh, on Tuesday. So they squeak in in the playoffs, which is cool because I want to see Blake Griffin in the playoffs. Um, I'd rather see him than, you know, old-ass Dwayne Wade or, you know, the Hornets. So that's cool. Um, next series, 4-5, and five, the Celtics versus the Pacers. Another good matchup there. Uh, the Pacers were able to hold down that playoff spot even with Oladipo going out with an injury. 3-6, and six, 76ers versus Nets. Nets are my team. I really like the Nets. I think that's the team I'm going to be rooting for out of the East. Uh, but that's a tough matchup for them to face early on versus 76ers. Then 2-7, Raptors and Magic. I mean, when's the last time the Magic have been in the playoffs? It was like 2011 with Hito Tur- Turkoglu and Dwight Howard. Like, this team hasn't been in the playoffs the last couple of years, but they finally were able to squeak in. Uh, they're going to run into a buzzsaw, though, with the Raptors, so I don't think it's going to work out for them. This is the first time in a while the Raptors... I've been in the playoffs without LeBron, which I think they can breathe sort of a sigh of relief um, and maybe win a playoff series or two, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not the Raptors of the old days. Then the West, you got Clippers versus Warriors. I mean, the Clippers were able to get that eighth seed. Uh, A lot of people thought they were rebuilding, but they're going to face, again, a buzzsaw in the Golden State Warriors who instantly flipped that switch in the playoff time um, when that rolls around. Then Houston versus uh, the Jazz, 4-5. and five. Good series there. Um, I think the Jazz had the fifth seed last year. Houston's now, they're going to try to get to um, the Warriors. I think they're going to flip that switch as well. 3-6, and six, Trail, Trailblazers versus Thunder. Uh, again, uh, Thunder finished actually worse than they did last year with Carmelo Anthony, which doesn't make much sense. Uh, then 2-7, and seven, Nuggets versus Spurs. Spurs are actually a really good team. They um, have been one of the best teams as of late. They've been really, really, really hot. And I know the uh, the Nuggets have had a great season as well. But this is going to be a good matchup, I think, overall. So that's a good game, good series. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Playoff basketball, you know, it just hits differently than regular basketball. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, guys flip the switch and turn it on. And once the bright, light, bright lights are on, you know, it's interesting. Because this, this is something where... This is the first time in a long time we haven't had a LeBron playoffs or even LeBron finals. So it's it's clear, you know, as a LeBron hater myself, uh, self-identified LeBron hater, it's nice to not have to worry about LeBron possibly getting another championship this year. Um, and it's nice to just watch these uh, playoffs with um, a little bit of stress. And I say a little bit of stress, not as much as it usually is because LeBron's not in it. A little bit because I really don't want the Bucks to go to the championship. I don't think they will, but uh, I could see them getting by the Pacers easily in the first round. So we'll see what happens. It's the NBA. Anything can happen now, especially without LeBron James. Now, I wanted to talk about some football, but before that, I had a couple things I wanted to talk about. 
our partnership with the MBBA. We decided to we decided to partner with the Medina Backyard Basketball Association yesterday. Uh, business happens quick around here at TNT Sports Talk. It was a quick, you know, couple back and forth with the commish. So basically, what we're going to do is provide uh, coverage over the entire summer. Player interviews, player of the week, score updates, predictions, uh, awards at the end of the season. It's just going to be a bunch of stuff we're going to work on. Haven't really decided everything. Again, this was decided yesterday. We decided to do this. So we haven't figured out you know, exactly what we're going to cover, but we're going to cover it all because that's what we do here at TNT Sports Talk. For the last couple of years, Medina, Ohio has been the center for some of the best basketball players in the country. Especially on the rec courts, the Medina Recreational League, Basketball League, has been one of the best rec leagues around the country, one of the most contested, one of the most competitive, and now we're going to bring you full-on coverage. It's going to be unfiltered, it's going to be fun, and it's going to be competitive as hell. So it's going to be amazing, it's going to be a great summer, we cannot wait to fully get it on. First we're going to crack it off with an interview on the show from the commissioner um, and then you know, as the summer progresses we'll get more and more into it. But like I said, Medina Basketball has some of the greatest basketball players around and we are proud here at TNT Sports Talk to be able to bring you those players unfiltered anytime of the, of the week. It's going to be a great time. Players can come on here. They can talk trash. They can give predictions about what they're going to do. And it's going to be an amazing summer for them. So we're going to bring you that. We're going to bring you that all summer. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. Also, though, what we're going to bring you is Dee's Home Cuts. Dee's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Uh, go check him out on his Instagram at these home cuts. That's where you can find a bunch of videos about other cuts he's done, but you're not going to find a cheap haircut, $7 to get the best haircut of your life. Um, not only does Medina have some of the best basketball players in the country, it also has some of the best haircuts around. Thanks to my guy Dom at these home cuts. We're also going to get Dom on the show here soon, um, to talk about his new YouTube channel as well, which is unlimited Dom. Uh, he's been losing a lot of weight the last couple of months, and he's been showing that off on his YouTube page, and he's helping out people who are struggling to lose weight as well. So go check out his YouTube page, Unlimited Dom, and go check out, obviously, the Dee's Huts Instagram, Dee's Home Cuts Instagram, where you can find a million videos about the last cuts he's done, and send him a DM if you want to set up an appointment. So, football, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter so show today. Guys, uh, we were supposed to have an interview. Again, uh, I told you about it on Tuesday. Sadly, it did not happen. Um, but that's all right. We're just going to go through some of these storylines, and then we'll wrap it up a little bit early for you on Thursday. Um, and we'll come back with two pack shows next week. So uh, I'm not really sure when the next interview is going to be, but uh, I'm your boy. I'm constantly working every single day to get these scheduled. So... Uh, as far as football goes, though, we had some updates on the AAF. Last show, we talked about 14 players have been signed. That number has been increased to about 30 right now, a little bit over 30. Um, you know, two quarterbacks have been signed. You know, Perez from the Birmingham Iron was signed to the Eagles. One of the coolest stories in sports right now, if you ever get a chance, look up Luis Perez, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles now. Um, one of the greatest stories 
uh, in the sports in the football world right now. Uh, then Brandon Silvers, the quarterback for the Memphis Express, was signed to the uh, I can't remember. He was signed somewhere though. Um, but two big names picked from the NFL from the AAF just continues to show me that there is an outlet. There is a not outlet. There's a route for a spring league. A spring league should happen. Uh, a second league, you know, a junior league like this should happen. Because now we have 30 guys who wouldn't have been, you know, in the NFL had it not, had it not been for the AAF. So uh, I think there's a route for it. Um, speaking of which, you know, the second league, I guess you could say, the spring league. Um, the spring league, that's exactly what it's called. I think it's just called spring league. Uh, it's been around the last couple of years. You know, Johnny Manziel played in it last year. It's kind of like an AAF sort of thing, but it's, you know, it's like two weeks long or something like that. And they just play a couple games just to get, you know, some tape out there. And our guy we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, Sean Oakland from the Baylor Bears, is going to be playing in the Spring League. Um, if you don't know Sean Oakman, uh, you probably know him from what he's what he looks like, but you don't know, you know, his story or his name. But Sean Oakman um, came popular a couple years ago when a picture of him went viral of him standing on the coin toss. He's looking big, had the abs out, had the stomach out before they got rid of the crop tops. And it became, you know, a big thing on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Then Sean Oakman, you know, he's huge. He's an outside linebacker. He's huge. Um, I think he's like 6'8", six, 6'7", six, 200-something pounds, and just built like a tank with the muscles. Um, and he was supposed to be a first-round pick. Uh, even talks about a top 10, top 5 sort of pick. Went back for his senior year. Actually ended up having, you know, a pretty bad senior year in terms of production. And he was supposed to be dropped down to the third or fourth round. Which, you know, sucks, but you're still going to get an opportunity in the NFL. Then, um, a sexual abuse allegation came out against him. And he was not signed by any team. He was pretty much blackballed from the NFL. He didn't get any opportunities in the NFL. And turns out, about a month or two ago... The lady who accused him of a sexual assault was actually lying about it, and it was pretty clear he did not do it, um, which sucks. We talked about it. You know, these these people who accuse these guys of this type of stuff, you know, they don't. I don't think they understand how much harm they're actually causing. I mean, Sean Oakman. I mean, he's still 25, 26, so he's still fairly young. But she cost him four or five years of NFL money which is a lot of money a lot of success a lot of things could have shook out for him and now he's got to you know grind it out in the spring league but i i fully believe if he plays well if he shows some flashes i think the spring league is a good opportunity for him to get an opportunity to get back into the nfl or at least get into a camp um and give a quick tryout so shout out to sean oakman that's that's great for him getting into the spring league you know it's not glamorous it's not great you know it's you know low a ball of football, but it's it's a route for you. It opens the door for you to get back into the NFL if you show enough on tape. So good for him. We're proud of him. We can't wait to see what happens there. Then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played on a broken leg last year. That's basically what we learned. Uh, he had a quote. Obviously, we know he came out firing the other day against uh, Jermichael Finley and the writer of that piece and Greg Jennings. Came, turns out yesterday it came out that he actually played on a broken leg. Um, this type of injury it was a small fracture, but it was still a fracture. And he also had an MCL sprain, which we all knew about. Didn't know about the broken leg, but he did play on it last year. And it was 
Um, one of his worst years, I guess you could say, from a Packer fan. You know, watching it, he didn't. He just did not play well. And turns out, playing on a broken leg is kind of difficult. And I don't think much player, many players, could actually play at all on a broken leg, let alone play, you know, at a Pro Bowl caliber level like Aaron Rodgers did. Like, you know, I know I said Aaron Rodgers had a bad year last year, one of his worst years, but it was still Pro Bowl level because he's Aaron Rodgers and he's my king. So that was just interesting news to come out about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to move quickly to baseball. Um, Mike Clevenger, uh, he is going to be out now for a couple of months. And, you know, the timeline of this was pretty unfortunate. Um my bold prediction was the Indians would keep their five starters together all season. Then I believe it was Sunday's game. He was pitching an absolute gem when he grabbed his back. It was sort of an upper back strain. Wasn't that worried about it. He pretty much pitched two or three innings on it. It was just kind of one of those nagging injuries he thought was annoying. So he decided to get it checked out. They pulled him out. Um, then I heard on Monday coming, or maybe it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, Coming back, I was I heard that he uh, is going to be out three to four weeks, and I was like, dang, that sucks. He's put on the IR 10-day list, which is I'm still getting used to saying IR instead of DL. But then he then I was driving on the highway, listening to the Indians game, wrapping it up, and Tom Hamilton said he's going to be out three to four months, which was a straight gut punch for me. Mike Clevenger is one of the best young pitchers in baseball, putting together a Cy Young caliber campaign. Sucks that he's out. Going to be interesting to see who the Indians bring on as a fifth starter. Uh, you know, I'm in my room right now recording this, looking at a Cody Anderson signed poster. So maybe Cody Anderson comes back up. He's finally healthy. Or we have Jeffrey Rodriguez from the uh, Nationals. We got him in the Jan Gomes trade. He's in AAA right now. Actually played a pretty good uh, uh, spring training. A couple of good outings there. So maybe he'll come up and get some work with the Indians. But we need a fifth starter now for pretty much the rest of the season. But thankfully... Because the Indians are so good and the rotation is so deep, they don't have to. It's not that big of a, a loss. I know Mike Clevenger is one of the best young pitchers in the league, but we can. I think we can replace it easily. And if not, we still have really, really, really good Cy Young caliber starters going four out of every five starts. So the Indians will be all right. You know, it's just a gut punch. Then we have golf. Um, we're going to talk real quickly about the Masters. So the Masters is this weekend, one of the best tournaments in uh, sports. The best tournament in golf, though, I think everybody can easily say. Um, it's going to be this weekend. Uh, I usually watch most of it. Again, I'm not a big golf guy. I've been trying to get more and more into it lately. Uh, I actually bought my first set of clubs um, a couple years ago. I started playing a little bit. No, I'm not that great yet. But uh, I'm learning each and every single day. I'm trying to learn more and more about golf. I'd love to incorporate more golf talk onto the podcast. Um, but right now, I just don't know enough about it to talk about it. Um, but one thing I do know is Patrick Reed uh, won the Masters last year. And he did his dinner this year, which is outrageously funny, his menu from this year. So basically, every year, the winner gets to have a championship dinner um, where they have all the old Masters winners come in, and the guy who won last year picks the menu out, and they have you know a nice big dinner uh, with all the champions. So this year, the menu is you either get a Caesar or a wedge salad. Then Patrick Reed went with the uh, ribeye steak, went with a little macaroni, cream spinach, corn creme brulee, steamed broccoli, and then for dirt, dessert, he's having tiramisu and cheesecake. So... 
Interesting choice for him. Patrick Reed's sort of a bigger guy. I don't think he would be the one to choose cream broccoli or ste steamed broccoli or cream spinach. Um, I think that's more of his wife, Justine Reed, who is one of the funniest people in sports right now. Patrick Reed is one of the more interesting guys around because he is a really good golfer, really good young golfer, but people just hate him. And I think the reason why people hate him, not just because he stole you know, his teammates' watches when he was in college or stole money from them, or not because he's a dick, which some people have said he is a dick. Um, I've also heard he's a great guy, though, but also because of his wife, Justine Reed. Justine Reed is uh, one of these wives who I think is just always on him consistently, trying to get him to do certain things. I mean, the guy doesn't even talk to his family anymore. It came out yesterday that if he saw his family at the Masters, they live about six miles from uh, Augusta, Augusta Golf Course. If he were, if they were to show up, Patrick Reed would kick them out, which is a wild move. You know, your family wants to come watch you uh, play in the Masters and possibly win the Masters for the second year in a row, and he's gonna straight up kick them out. It kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't really steal from his teammates. Um, but that's pretty much one of the funniest things you could see. You know, and I think everybody kind of attributes this hatred for his family to his wife, Justin Justine Reed. I guess people said that. Uh, she is the main reason as to why they don't talk anymore. I guess they really don't like her. Uh, and they had a big blow-up fight a couple years ago, something like that. Not really sure um, what's going on there, but I just think that's hilarious. Uh, but again, Masters are this weekend. They're starting to kick off today. Tiger Woods tees off at around 11 o'clock today, one of my favorite golfers. Uh, then I think he tees off at 1 o'clock on uh, Friday. So 11 o'clock today, 1 o'clock on Friday, Eastern time. Uh, the Masters are one of those things where even if you don't like golf, I think people tune in to at least see what's going on at the Masters. Uh, I've, you know, gotten into golf a lot the last couple of years. You know, I watched the Masters last year, and it's just a great tournament overall. Easily the most beautiful plot of land in the country, in the world almost, Augusta Country Club. Uh, so it's going to be an awesome tournament. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you get the uh, Masters Tournament app on your phone and you stick it up behind your backpack when you're in class and you watch the tournament. Uh, that's what I did last year. I think that's what I'm going to do again this year while I'm in class. But that's it for our show today. Again, one of the shorter shows we've done because of the fact that we had an interview scheduled. I When we have interviews, I only put a bunch of topics on here. To get us to the interview, and then the interview takes 10-15 minutes, and usually you know, that gets us to the end there. But our interview was scheduled for late yesterday, and actually it didn't happen again, uh, which sucks. I apologize for that. We're right there on the ninth interview. We're trying to get to 10 for the year. It just has not happened yet. We're going to get there, though. I promise you that. Uh, I'm working every single day. I'm DMing every single day, guys, trying to get another interview on. Uh, and it's crazy because we went you know, a couple weeks there in January and February where we were going back to back to back to back interviews. We were stacking interviews on top of guys. Um, we hit nine quickly, and now we're just, you know, struggling to get over that hump. We've had a couple in place, then a couple of these, you know, just haven't worked out. You know, athletes, it's a pretty tough uh, business trying to get athletes onto your show because they are very, very, very busy, and so are we with school, so it's tough. But we promise you, we're not going to stop working until we make this the best podcast ever. And that includes getting more interviews on 
every single show. So partnership with Medina uh, Backyard Basketball Association is going to be a lot of fun this summer. we got a lot of great things coming up. Got a lot of events coming up. My Mock Draft League, which I'm going to talk about next show. Um, a lot of great things coming up for the show. So keep watching. Keep listening. Uh, I know this is a shorter show, but it was, you know, Good for us to at least get an episode out there for you. So we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts, um, and I guess you could say Medina Backyard Basketball Association. Now, uh, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Leave us five stars, write a review, and subscribe. Follow us also on Twitter, uh, TNT Sports Talk 12. Send us a DM if you want to be a guest. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, stuff you like, stuff you didn't like, TNT Sports Talk 12, DM, send us one through there. Uh, other than that, though, have a great day. Tune in on thir- on Tuesday where we'll you know have a better show, better opportunity for you to learn about the hockey playoffs right now. I know those kicked off last night, and they're going to be running all weekend. But we're going to have a hockey guy on to help us break that down. But other than that, though, keep listening, keep tuning in. The show is going nowhere but up right now. Thank you, and tune in on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.